passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. All right. The other thing that we wanted to kick around, Logan, was... Uh, Ron talking about what he learned last year trading down in the draft. And this is two-part, trade down, what he learned. And also, we got a great question about trading up. We'll read that question in a second. But here was Rivera at the NFC Coaches Breakfast the other day. And if we go backwards, how far can we go? And we were able to target a team we felt that was going to want to jump up, and it worked out that way. Uh, you know, Martin did a terrific job with all that, looking into it and talking about it, setting up the trade. Uh, you know, uh, and the, the clump of players that we had, you know, Marty, Eric, and Gribbs got up there, and, and we had we had a five-man clump and just said, hey, these five guys we like. Uh, we had three receivers and two offensive linemen that were in that clump and said, okay, this guy there, that's our guy. And Jahan was sitting there looking at us. And- and it worked out. Uh, Jahan Dotson seems to be a very, very good football player. So you have that on trading down. And then you got this message, which you forwarded on to me uh, on your Instagram page, which you can follow Logan at Logan underscore Paulson 82. Uh, said, thought I'd reach out with another potential question from the mailbag. Any chance the commanders look to trade up in this year's draft? I know a lot's have been said about trading back, but you think there's a player that commanders would look to to move up a few spots to draft if they started to fall a bit? Could the point be made? that because of the moves in free agency, that they're in a good spot to move up because there isn't a huge drastic need at a specific position and they could spare giving up a third or a fourth round pick to get the guy they think is worth trading up for. I think they'd prefer to move back if possible, especially since this draft is deep at a line and corner. But players like Peter Skaranti, Christian Gonzalez, and Devin Witherspoon really entice me if one of them falls a bit. Uh, what do you think? And I, I think these two things are very intertwined uh, yeah. in terms of, you know, what you're looking for, how the buckets work to go back to our last podcast yeah. and uh, how this team is built. So uh, all of that, Logan, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So I think let's just start with like my personal draft philosophy. And mm-hmm. I am of the mindset that there are very few players that I've ever evaluated, you know, and I would do, you know, kind of a pseudo probably top, definitely top 10 tight ends, 
probably top 10 O-linemen, maybe top 10 quarterbacks. When I was playing, even I'd watch all those guys, you know, just because I really enjoyed the draft. I really enjoyed the process. So anybody that I've ever evaluated in the last like 15 years, there's very few people that I would trade up for, right? Very few people. And usually it's a quarterback, right? Usually it's like a Trevor Lawrence. Andrew Luck was a guy that I was very, very high on when he was coming out. And bold I thought, you bold know, this... take on that one. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm what I'm saying, though, is like there's a reason those right. guys are considered the next, right. you know, John Elway or whoever, right. Peyton Manning, right? It's because you can give up a lot of players, a lot of resources, and they're going to change your franchise. So with regards to the players that he mentioned, um, Christian Gonzalez, big fan of his. Witherspoon might be my favorite player in the first round. Like, I really enjoy watching him. Peter Skaronsky is one of the most polished offensive linemen in the class. Paris Johnson, I think, has super freak upside in terms of having 36-inch arms. He's 6'7", he's 315, he moves like a much smaller man, he's twitchy. Like, those are exciting things, but to move up spots, you'll have to give up some draft capital, depending on how you have to go. And is giving up, like this is a good example. So like last year, for example, in the trade down with New Orleans, New Orleans gives up essentially two other players and a fir- and like a first round pick, I think if you kind of look at the aggregate of what they gave up. And to me, no player is worth two players. So I don't care how good Chris Olave is going to be in his career. He could be a Hall of Famer for all I care. It seems unlikely that his value to the New Orleans Saints would outweigh the fact that we've got a starting running back and a starting receiver in that trade and potentially a starting quarterback from one trade. So, and again, the reason that you always want to trade back, in my opinion, is because the draft draft evaluation is super subjective. Like I was having a conversation with a good friend who I respect a ton, and we could not come to a consensus on our top 10 offensive linemen. And we see the football almost identically. And so why are there variations in how we see things? It's because I like something that he doesn't, or I overvalue something that he doesn't. And we can kind of get the same 10 players in the bucket, right? But we can't decide the order. So am I that confident in my evaluation that I'm willing to trade up, give away other opportunities to draft players, to draft a guy that is maybe not the best person, maybe not the best offensive lineman on some people's boards. And so that's something that I always go back to. It's a subjective process. Don't be overconfident in your draft evaluation. I love Witherspoon. I know, Craig, you like Witherspoon. Everyone loves Witherspoon. But there's a good chance that he we miss on him for whatever reason. So why don't I trade back, draft Deontay Banks, take a shot at um, Matthew Bergeron in the second round with that extra pick I'm going to accrue, right? That just seems like good process. And I don't get the, one of the big names. I, go, I don't get Darnell Wright. I, go to, I don't get Anton Harrison. I don't get Dewan Jones. But I get a guy who's going to be a starting right tackle in the NFL, maybe left tackle with some swing ability, and I get a starting corner, right, instead of just getting one player. And I always go back to that as draft process. And we can talk more about the buckets and the five players he was talking about last year, but I just think that, that is, that's always something I go back to. Two players are more valuable than one. It's hard to argue with, but I'm going to try it. I'm not even just being go for it. advocate. Yeah, um, go for it. This team specifically is missing blue chip players. Um, you can make an argument they haven't drafted one since Ron's been here. Um, their best players are all the guys they inherited. Um, Terry, who happened to be a third-round pick, John, Duran, Montez, all, like, those are probably their their best players, their four best. Tressway, mm-hmm. obviously. 
Um, Cam Curl, I mean, they drafted him. Yeah, Cam, your, your Cam is, I think, is, is, is probably pushing that list. He he might be the guy to break through. Um, I, I think if you want to rate Cam Curl ahead of Montez Sweat, I'll even hear you on that. Um, with with how effective Curl has been in terms of where you know where their defense is with him without him, I'll hear Cam Curl. But even Cam, like, are they? Is he pushing All Pro? No. Like the the only guys that are pushing that are John and Terry yeah. and I guess Duran, and they just don't have that. And like, as someone who watched and covered Trent Williams and saw the difference he made, yep. you obviously played with Trent and you see the difference he made. If you think you have that, and and especially if like that guy starts to fall and you're not talking about going from 16 to seven, you're talking about going 16 to 12. I, I don't think that's crazy. Um, now, so I, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's a really good point. And I think it's important to look at this class specifically, like last year, last yes, year, well, that was, or, I was going to say too, is this, this class is a little hard to make that argument, but correct. continue. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're gonna, we're on the same page. Like this this year, there are some very good football players that are going to help your team, right? But you don't have necessarily these players with the same kind of upside. For example, right? Witherspoon's a guy that again get that name gets throws around, but compare him to Sauce Gardner, and my evaluation's way higher on Sauce Gardner, right? Mm -hmm. And it's he's he's a little undersized. He's like 185 pounds, 100, 179 pounds, something like that heck of a football player, but in terms of traits and qualities and projection, there's still some question there, right? Lucas Van Ness only started, only played 400 snaps his whole college career, right? He's, I think he's going to be a good pro and he could have some more upside than people want to give him credit for, but it's, it's not Aiden Hutchinson. It's not, um, you know, some of these rushers that were drafted early in last year's draft. And I think that that's important to kind of acknowledge that this year specifically, kind of like last year, last year was a, kind of was similar in this way, very deep draft, but the top wasn't very high. Compared to this, compare this draft to the draft two years ago with like Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Panay right. Sewell, like that draft. Yeah, man. You know, Micah Parsons in that draft, right? That, think right. about the difference in composition and the difference in narrative around those guys coming into the draft. It's drastically different. So I do think this year specifically, I'm really glad you brought this up, Craig. There's not that dude. There's guys that are right. good, very good, but there's not that guy that you're like, this is Sauce Gardner. He's going to be a baller, right? This is, you know, um, the tackle from uh, NC State last year, uh, uh, Iki Aquanu, right? There was mm. guys that were just a little bit better physically. You turn on the tape and you were like, damn. Like, so Paris Johnson, let's talk about him for a second. I love his upside. But when you watch him, there is a rawness and an immaturity to his game that still needs to be parceled out. And so do I think it can get done? Absolutely. But there's not the surefire kind of yes of some of these other guys that were in the draft last year, right? There's some development. Skaronsky's the same way. He's 6'4", he's 315. He looks like a guard. Is he going to play guard or is he going to play tackle? Drafting a guard in the top 10 is not a bad thing, but the positional value, like we've talked about before, is not necessarily there, right? right. So I do think that that's important to acknowledge in, in this in this specific conversation. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Right. So I stand by my point that if you think there's an absolute blue chipper that is at a position that you need on your football team and your football team is otherwise well-built and perhaps you even have an extra third round pick that you can afford to part with because it's a comp pick or whatever the reason that it's not unsound strategy. The problem for the 2023 NFL draft is good luck selling me on a specific example where that's going to be true in this draft. Like unless Jalen Carter, outside of quarterback, well, Jalen Carter, I was going to say if Jalen Carter starts falling, well for this team, Jalen Carter, like, you just signed, but pain. but that's but that's a good point though. It's that type of player, the guy that's the best player in the class, right. or a quarterback is going right. to fall down. Let's, let's say let's say for example, Anthony Richardson starts the slide. Do you take a shot on that dude? That's the type of player you trade up for. And I'm not even that high on Anthony Richardson, but just to give you some type of context, mm-hmm. like that's that's what you're. T- Will Anderson, for whatever reason, starts to take a little bit of a slip. He yeah. won't. But if no. he does, then sure, yeah, make a move, you know. But the the point that you're making specific to this draft is like, let's say you do love Christian Gonzalez. Do you really right. love him that much more than you know Emmanuel Deontay Forbes, Banks, Emmanuel Deont- Forbes, yeah, Deontay Banks, like, all these guys? Like the next tier, if if Witherspoon and Gonzalez is our A's, those good dudes are A minuses, B pluses, right? And at that point. point is B plus plus another B plus later in the draft at a position you might like that third round pick that you trade could be your starting center next year and could be an all pro in the future because that's how this positional value is for centers. And so if you give up future Jason Kelsey for the chance to draft Devin Witherspoon, you've lost. And again, like the Olave thing is so great because, you know, Olave might be awesome for the Saints. But is he going to be we don't, one? We don't even know if he's better than Dotson, and right. two, he's definitely not going to be better than what was it? Dotson, uh, Brian, Robinson, Brian Robinson, and potentially and Sam Howell. Steph like Howell, that's right. that's the trait. It was Chris Olave for Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, and Sam Howell. That is a right. wild win for the Commanders if Howell is your starter for the next couple of years, and even if he's not, it's still a win for the Commanders because Dotson might be better. Period. And you also have Brian Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's exactly right. And I think especially with this year's draft, like we just talked about, like I'm glad you brought up center. Like you're going to get th- three guys at center in the second round, probably maybe one makes it into the first who are starting caliber football players and they're going to come in day one and be ready to go. And that's not, I'm not exaggerating. Like that's how good they are, right? I mentioned, um, right. you know, I mentioned uh, Matthew Bergeron. Like he will probably be close to available at 48. And he is a close to start. He's very close. He's probably like a B minus C plus type of player right now with B plus upside. So again, like don't don't 
go crazy. I know that's kind of the initiative is like, oh, let's go crazy. Let's trade up. Let's let's be overconfident in our evaluations. But man, it's as much as I like Christian Gonzalez, like I think he's awesome and I would love him to be here. I love Paris John. I love any one of those guys. Even even a guy like Lucas Vaness, I'd love it if he was here in Washington. But I don't love it enough to say I'm that confident in this evaluation with this 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 particular player. Like there's certain guys you watch, right? Like Sauce Gardner, and I was like, and you talk to people, and you can feel the consensus, and you're like, okay, yeah, maybe I would sick. trade up for maybe I would trade up for that guy. But this year, there's too many dissenting opinions. It's too confounding. It's very muddy. I'm going to increase my opportunities for success and draft back. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is is the buckets that he's talking about. Right. So there's three. There was he said there was three receivers and two offensive linemen. I think if I was going to guess, I think yeah. Trevor Penning for New Orleans was one of them, mm -hmm. right? Who was drafted. He didn't play at all last year because of an injury. And then uh, Kenyon Green from the Houston Texans would have been the other guy. I think what who I got absolutely <laughs> dump trucked. <laughs> he he does not ever want to see a Commanders uniform again in his life. That's right. That's right. And then for receivers, it's Jahan. hard. To, it's hard to. It's Jahan. Uh, Traylon Burks, maybe, and then who was the other guy that year that was? So um, my guess it would have been like Alave could have been in that mix, and then that, that Drake year, London yeah. from Atlanta was the guy that everyone said they were in love with. But like, was but he I, in a separate that's a bucket above? That's a, that's a separate those guys. bucket, I think. I think it's a separate bucket. So like, I think this is assuming that after they, no, I think. So what I would say is that Alave, it's Alave, Jahan, and Burks are the three receivers he's referring to, right? Yeah. And so if that's what, if assuming that's correct then basically your analytics guy would say, well, you can trade down two spots, probably three, and still get one of the receivers you want and probably one of the offensive linemen you want. Right. And I f doesn't it feel like that's exactly what happened, right? Totally. And if they liked Jahan better than Olave anyway, then it's like, cool. Cool. <laughs> you know, it's a little harder to do when it's like, ah, these guys are basically the same, but we really actually like the, right. you know, like we like Olave better than Dotson. Well, if it's like, well, we like Dotson better. Yeah. Uh, you, who you guys trying to trade up for? Alave? Yeah. yeah like, we can make that cool. happen. It's, it, let's look at the chart. This is what it costs. Done and done. All right, cool. Uh, we'll, we'll tell the commissioner. Like, but that's or we'll tell the league. Talk, but that's something we've talked about before. And, like, if you've put them in the same tier, you have to be okay right with it's they're all equal you know not, they're not all equal you know right because one, like obviously they like Dotson better than Burks because they took right. Dotson right but it's close enough you know what right. I'm saying that you can't right. be mad about any of them and I think that's something that is for fans like I was talking to someone at work today and he was like oh yeah when I do like thinking about it in tears totally changed the way I think about drafts because I was like well who are you drafting and it's fantasy football has screwed people up because they have a list and they just go down right but that's not how drafting works, right? Because like you're going to get to a point where two guys are on the same, roughly the same thing, different positions. How do you compare them, right? So I do think this is, um, it's pretty interesting. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of fun to think back on that. Yeah. Uh, I guess I should probably start preparing some buckets for next week. Although, well, I mean, it's like it for you guys, I was thinking about it. Like, would you need buckets for that? For probably a mock draft? Not. Yeah. No. Unless you've got a lot of people. No. Well, the other thing too is like, we're the buckets are going to look a little bit different based off team needs and all that kind of stuff. I'm not doing a mock, but like we're not, we're not going to pick teams that we're drafting for ahead of time. And then I'm not going to do the prep for all the buckets. I'm going to kind of look <laughs> at who's available and, and what their team and, needs are and not do something dumb for the teams that I wind up drafting for. Right. Yeah. We, we're doing that next week, right? The, I think so. Draft. I think that's the plan. 
How Dude, mad? By the way, we got you have to pick for the Commanders. The internet will be so mad if I'm the one doing the pick. <laughs> Well, no, dude, we can, we'll talk about each pick. So you'll pick, but we'll kind of digest each pick. I think that's how we should do it. Are we? Oh, you know okay. So we're we're GM head coach on each team? Yeah, I think we could do that. Who's the GM? Who's the head coach? Well, you know, I don't know, Craig. You probably, I'm probably the, I don't know, man. It's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a relationship that is, you know, we're, we're equals in the decision-making okay, process. Okay. So the title doesn't matter. Okay. That was very diplomatic of you. <laughs>